Well, hey there, Thrive Church family. It's so good to have you with us today. And as you can tell, things are a little different today. Our set is a little bit different. There's more than just me here today. We have a special treat. Uh, we're going to spend some time today with Gary and Joy Pice. This is Gary and Joy, and they are dear friends who are missionaries in uh, Bratislava, Slovakia, our four, with uh, Foursquare Missions International. Uh, we had the opportunity to have them at Thrive Church, I think we said just over two years ago now, which yeah. it doesn't feel like that it was that long ago, uh, but we had the opportunity to have you with us and just so good to have you. So we're going to have a conversation. We're going to hang out today and we're going to talk about what God is doing in their lives and doing on the mission field in Europe. Uh, and so we just encourage you to be a part of this time together. As we get started, I, I want to mention a passage. I want to read a passage out of Acts chapter 1. And when we talk about missions and the need for us to go into the world, it's something that started at the very beginning of the, the Bible, the beginning of, or the beginning of the New Testament, rather, and the beginning of uh, God's work in the world uh, through the church after Jesus, of course, died on the cross for us, rose again, and then he commissions the disciples to go. And this is what he says in Acts chapter one, uh, reading in verse eight, he, it says this, he said to them, it is not for you to know the times or the dates the father has set by his own authority, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. And Jesus here, not, not the only time he does this, but he commissions the disciples and really commissions the church to go to the world, to reach the world with the gospel, with the good news about who Jesus is. And so uh, as we have a, a conversation about missions and, and really going from the place that is home for you, going to a new place, this is what it is birthed out of. This is what all of this really comes out of is that Jesus's heart to reach the nations. And so in essence, you guys responded to this call of Jesus here. And then of course in Matthew 28 as well. And so thank you. Thank you for, for saying yes to Jesus. So uh, we're gonna talk. We're just gonna have a conversation. We encourage you, grab a cup of coffee. And, uh, and I wanna uh, let you know if you, if you have questions, we'd love to follow up. Uh, with Gary and Joy, if you if there's things on your heart about missions or you have questions, pop them in the chat, the comment section, and we'll follow up with you about those. Um, but yeah, let's just spend some time together. Uh, it's good to see you guys. It's and good to see you. It's we, really good to see you too. We've missed you. Um, we've kept in, kept in contact through uh, newsletters and the occasional email or WhatsApp. I am new to the, the WhatsApp world. Uh, <laughs> I, you'd think I'd be more up to speed with that, but... What's up with that? <laughs> What's up with that? That's right. Um, well, you're, you're here in the States for a, a few weeks. Um, it's been just over two years. So kind of rewinding back to when we last saw you at Thrive Church, you guys were just getting ready to go. And... Uh, you were just, it, things were just kind of winding up and there were still uh, things that had to get sorted out and yeah. figured out, but you guys were pretty much out, out the door. Yeah. Give us a little snapshot of, of what, what's really, <laughs> I know that's a huge question, right? <laughs> hey, give us a snapshot of the last two years, but 
Um, you guys moved to Bratislava. How's it going? You go. All right. <laughs> well, yeah, snapshot, particularly yeah, 2019 and 2020. Yes, yes. <laughs> so, like, yeah. Um, very different. It's going well. Uh, you know, two years ago, you're like, you have all these ideals and excitement and passion. You're leaving, new country, new culture, and all of that. And the arrival was really, I mean, we loved the first, you know, I'd say couple of months, although, you know, you begin to realize right away, you know, you're no longer in Kansas, right? Right. And, um, but um, we also began to see areas where um, just immediately that the Lord was like engaging us in what he'd called us to do. Mm -hmm. um, serving and, and caring for missionaries in Europe, but also pastoring a small uh, English-speaking congregation in Bratislava. Um, oftentimes, uh, the Foursquare denomination will recommend that you take some time to uh, assimilate into the culture, up to a year even, without doing any ministry, understand your city, get used to transportation, learn the language, all of that. And four days after we landed, we were installed as pastors of Bratislava oh, International man. Fellowship. So wow. it was definitely a hit-the-ground-running experience for us, Yeah, which maybe in some ways kind of took our eyes off of the the changes, the, the new culture and all of that kind of stuff. Um, the first year and the second year were obviously very different for, for so obvious reasons, but maybe even for not so obvious reasons. In addition to new culture, new country, new language, Joy and I were pastoring, lead, lead pastors of a church for the first time in our lives. Wow. I mean, we'd been part of support staff, assistant pastors, executive pastors, etc. So, and we knew, we knew that was gonna happen. We went there uh, answering that part of the call. But, so that was very new. Um, we were empty nesters for the first time in our lives. Mm -hmm. um, so left the United States and all of a sudden, and 24 hours, seven days a week, partners not just in ministry but in life, like living together 24 seven. I had had a career, sure. Joy had a career. So just even figuring out how to do that, that yeah. whole relationship yeah. dynamic that was yeah. new. Um, but, and I think uh, we would probably both say it probably took a year to kind of get okay with all those changes, to, sure. to get used to it, to figure out the best rhythms in those changes. Wow. Yeah. And then? Yeah. Well, there were, it, it, was, it was kind of this combination of trying to learn the culture and and be okay with it and also be okay with all that we had left and uh -huh. all the changes so that was sort of a meshed layered um, sure. transition for us and and I think Gary actually did better at it than I did um, but it was um, eventually I got used to the all the different culture things and in, in Bratislava is uh, the capital city of Slovakia, and Slovakia used to be part of Czechoslovakia, and so it was a it's a post-communist nation, but it's also part of the EU, so it's westernized and and it has a um, a mix of of uh, the communist era buildings that 
you know, you remember. And then it's got the 17th century beautiful Austrian-Hungarian buildings, and then it has broken down buildings, and then it has um, skyscrapers, you know, Dell is there, uh, IBM is there, all these big name um, tech companies are there. So it, it is really a mix, and then there's a lot of um, international people there yeah. as well that have come into work and yeah. and all of that. So it, it was it's it's a different culture, but also all the other cultures are there too. Right. So well, before you guys went to Bratislava, I didn't know that it was a place. <laughs> and I mean, I'd heard of Slovakia, but mm -hmm. if you'd asked me what the capital city of Slovakia was. I wouldn't have known. I didn't know. <laughs> so, but looking at a map of Europe, you really see how Bratislava is strategically placed kind of between east and west. It is. Um, I border with Austria, yeah. right? So you're pretty close to Vienna. Yes. And, and yet it's really that connect to the eastern part of Europe. And uh, yeah, it's it's... Yeah, I've done a little snooping on Google Maps. And, that's good. <laughs> and, and that's great. In fact, one of the things I've enjoyed that you guys have done from time to time is the video of you walking from your apartment to the store yeah. and back. And uh, it has been such a neat little snapshot of what life is like. And uh, I imagine even just going to the grocery store is just such a very different experience. And um, talk to us a little bit about some of those things, the adjusting to the culture and... Sure, I, I can do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the grocery store was definitely difficult for me because uh, Slovaks do not have personal space mm. and uh, the majority of shoppers are men. So, and and they're not like smiley or friendly acting. Um, they're there to get the groceries and you might be in their way so they'll just cut in front of you I mean wow. it's so the first part of you know of that year that first year was me trying to not be um, anxious and you know on guard the whole time and hoping nobody was gonna touch me or cut me off or and then figuring out uh, using Google Translate, what it is I'm buying, and because you have to look at the ingredients, mm -hmm. trying to figure all that out, it was it's a very big learning curve. Um, so those are some of the little, you know, kind of sure. like how do I do this? But now it's like I don't even care, you know. Right. It's just, they're there. Yeah. I, you know, and and I've got pretty much. The things that I'm just not even going to try. I don't even want to look at it. And then, the, you know, other things that I'm trying new things and stuff for for food. But but it's it is um, it took some getting used to for wow. me for wow. sure. It was uh, it was um, the first four months too were really uh, uh, an exercise in in getting used to life in on public transportation. Yeah, we had always planned to acquire a, a car, which we did about four months into our deployment. But the first four months, it was all figure out the bus lines and get the bus passes and do all of that. So Joy, who was doing most of the shopping, um, there are some small shops near us. But if you want to do the larger shopping, you're getting on a bus 
not a long bus ride, 10, 15 minutes away, but you know, then you're taking all your groceries and grocery bags and schlepping them onto the bus and then mm-hmm. back home to the bus stop. And um, no matter which direction you go from our flat, you're either going up to a bus line or down to a bus line. So you got to pick your battle in terms of whether you want to carry groceries up or down and all of that kind of stuff. It kept us in really good shape. We live on the third floor of our building, no stair or no elevator. So, you know, regular set, we're doing stairs every day. That's you know, great. Every day is stair that's day. Great. Every day is stair day. Megan would love that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's um, great. So, yeah, it was, uh, it was really just, uh, and because of the activity of already immediately jumping into pastoring the sure. church, the rhythm was um, figuring out how to get to the place where we meet for church and be yeah. on time and yeah. all of that kind of stuff. Um, so, but it, it, was, it was good, but it was also, like Joy said, there were, you know, you have moments of anxiety and challenges and the Lord just helps you work through that. Yeah. And your, your guys' mission, your call to the mission field was a little bit different, it's unique. I think when we think about traditional missions work, it's going to a part of the world that's unreached, which, which a, a big part of where you are, that is the case. But then there's the, you go, you start a church or you start evangelizing and try and build. But you guys went with a different, a different mandate. Uh, yeah. And then the Lord stirred your heart, as you mentioned already, to go and care for the workers who were already in the field. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about how that went. I know for the, the first year, I, COVID in 2020 probably restricted some of that. But yeah, um, but yeah how, how has that gone and how, what have you discovered in that process? Well, I, I'd, I'd say it's gone way better than honestly our best expectations. Right on. So that's a great testimony. Um, we, uh, we went with that call on our hearts because we'd always served in supporting capacities, um, supporting and encouraging pastors and lead pastors and teams. And so when the Lord called us to the field, he made it clear that we had the, the heart, the experience, the skills to do that for missionaries as well. And so, yeah, we did. We, we came to FMI and we said, um, we're not necessarily called to a specific place, but to a specific purpose, and that is to serve and support other missionaries. So when we arrived, um, we just offered ourselves out there. We weren't gonna force ourselves on anybody, but it was more, we're here, and we're here to serve and support you. And honestly, it did our hearts so good, just in that first year, that missionaries began to reach out. Here's wow. ways that you can help us, can you come? at this time to do this, can you come to do that? There were missionaries who extended or accepted our invitation to even come to Bratislava because we wanted our home to be a place where people could come rest, have fun, we could cook for them and bless them uh, as, a, as a place to, to, to get away from the normal wear and tear of the ministry that they do as well. So it, 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 it really exceeded our expectations and, and it was uh, in so many ways, just an affirmation from the Lord that, see, this is why I called you, and and there wasn't any, like in the back of your mind, you know, you're you're doing something that not many people, if any, are doing, going to be a field-based uh, resource to other missionaries, and you, 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 it's all that stuff runs through your head when you're doing something new, or, I mean, obviously new for us, even going to the mission field, right. but doing something new in terms of the way of a call and. 
but the Lord very quickly affirmed that that um, it was absolutely why He called us. So wow. it was really good. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, and, you had new on top of new on top of new, on top of everything was <laughs> new. He just like. You didn't just walk on water. You just threw everything out of the, out of the boat and just, and just went for it. But wow, that's, that's amazing. And, yeah. and I, I think we forget sometimes there's this idealized or this kind of glamorized view of, oh, you're on the mission field. You're in another country. But the day in, day out is, it's not only hard work and it's not just the hard work of the ministry, but you're far from home. The culture is different. The language is different. The food is different, which is is exciting for a little bit. But sometimes you just want peanut butter and jelly. Yes, <laughs> yes, right. Yes. You want those things that are. And so for you to be in a place where you're ministering to families, which that's that's one of the things I know you do isn't just to the, the adults, not just to a, an adult couple or right. an individual, but really to minister for the fam to the family is uh, yeah. such a filling such a uh, unique need in the in the field and we've heard great great reports uh of of that um well and in many ways that's how the lord you know kind of comforted us and and filled us you know, when we're empty nesters and leaving our kids and our grandkids at home sure. he's he's giving us families and mm -hmm. who have children who become like our kids and our grandkids as well and allowing us to love on and be part of their families as well. It was, um, yeah. yeah. Big blessing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's so cool. So I know from just our relationship and the time we've spent together, Bratislava is not where you thought you were going to be. In <laughs> fact, one of the things that connected us is you really thought you were going to end up in South Africa where I'm from. And that was that, oh my goodness. Right. <laughs> yes. And, uh, we had mutual friends on the mission field in South America, and there was just a lot of questions. You, there was a strong call to the mission field, but kind of the what and the where. Actually, the where seemed pretty certain, and then God did what God does yeah. and took you in a different direction. So for someone who might be listening today and watching, watching this conversation, this service, who might feel like, oh, there's a call of God in my life to something. And it seems like it's long in coming or it keeps changing. What, what would you say? How would you encourage them? Oh, wow. Um, just to, to continue to trust because um, there's always seasons where you need to learn something new that you will use later on. And... Um, so there's this preparation and sometimes the preparation is longer than someone else. Even our kids got on the field before we did. Oh, wow. So, um, you, you have to understand that, uh, what the Lord is doing, he has a lot of pieces that he's putting together. And so, so those pieces may not be all together until they are. And when they are, then you'll go it's just you have to <laughs> allow for that yeah uh, we um, you know it's just so interesting that we did not know we were going to be pastors of the church until six months before we left we that was not on the game plan at all it wasn't 
I did not want to be a pastor's wife. You know, it was like that In fact, whole I thing. think at some point you used the word never. I, I will never <laughs> be a pastor's that was, wife. That was the problem. We've learned never to use the never word when you're talking to God too, right? right. <laughs> yes. And, and so um, what we didn't know was that this church that we're now pastoring, the pastors that were there before us, about two years before we got there, um, had started to realize that God was going to move them on. And so they started looking for, um, you know, God, what do you want us to do? And then the year that... And, and praying with and their praying. leadership team about this transition that they felt the Lord calling them into. Right. And that at that point, we visited Bratislava. That same year. That 20, same year. They were, they were on sabbatical in Canada. We were visiting Bratislava and praying a number of cities in Europe and praying and asking the Lord to show us where he wanted us to, to put our, our feet down. Right. And so th that's when they started praying. And there we were in, in Bratislava. And then um, the Lord said, this is where he, he, I want you. And that was when they were praying. So it was just this. Wow. It took us two years to, to sure. get there, so sure. the Lord was still putting pieces together for yeah. us and for them. And then uh, we met, um, Gary sent an email, and that's how we met Sheldon. And anyway. That's incredible. Yeah. And, and now pastoring the church actually opened some doors and made some, opened some doors that had previously been closed. And so it wasn't just a, matter of convenience it was it actually got orchestrated something that helped move you guys forward very much so um, much of the EU you, if you want to live there as a as a as a temporary resident as a foreign resident you have to have a purpose for being there and oftentimes it's either work or education usually those visas are pretty straightforward anything outside of that becomes a little more tricky and in Slovakia it's actually a, what's called an a specialized category. So you have to have a purpose and somebody in Slovakia has to vouch for that purpose. There has to be a reason. It became the Apostolic Church of Slovakia that we serve under that with their invitation to come and, and to pastor the English-speaking community that's part of this larger Slovak church in Bratislava that provided that purpose and, and opened that door for us to get our, our, our resident visas and to live in, in Bratislava. Wow. Yeah. Wow. wow is right. <laughs> and, and, and of course, they understood that you were coming with a larger purpose as well. Yes. And so how has the church adapted, adjusted to your, your call to, to be in Slovakia and in Europe as Foursquare um, workers serving other missionaries? Is the church partnering with that? Well, they... I don't know if they're... They're not... Um, they know we're doing it. Mm -hmm. And... Um, Actually, we've had some of our missionaries come and be at the church, so okay. they've met people. Um, but uh, they they partner with it from the standpoint of the understanding that their their pastors have a dual call that right. we wear two hats. Yeah, um, and the Lord has been so faithful to bring people alongside us to allow us to to spend the time we need outside of Bratislava. Uh, we thought it would be fifty fifty initially. Yeah. Um, the year of COVID probably pushed it more to like 70%, 70-30. Yeah. 
um, when the door opened in July of, of 2020 and we could travel again, we went out and missionaries came and we made the most of it. Um, but during those times of quarantine, we focused obviously a lot of our time other than mm. online time with Bratislava International Fellowship. But it, it gave us opportunity yeah. to, to help continue to build structure, to build, to create wineskin for stuff that, you know, had not yet been held at BIF. And so yeah. um, there's, there's an understanding and they, they, they'll, they'll take as much of our time as, as we will give them, but they also understand that the Lord has, a, has a, another hat that we wear. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So how can we pray? I'm going to ask for a, a few different uh, arenas or areas that we can pray for. And thinking about Europe, um, uh, you know, if you, if you follow and you track statistics and, you know, the decline of Christianity in, in that part of the world, there's, it's really in, in, many, in many regards an unreached continent. There's a lot of work to be done. Um, how can we be praying for the church in Europe? How can we be praying for pastors and leaders and missionary workers that are in, in Europe? I, I think one of the biggest things um, is a change in perception by non-believers uh, toward the evangelical churches mm -hmm. in Europe. Um, there is a large number, particularly, and I'll just talk about Slovakia. Slovakia is the for those who are people of faith are largely Catholic. Um, and but there is a perception by people who are not believers that any church that is not a Catholic church is a cult. So the evangelical churches, be it Baptist or Lutheran or Pentecostal or whatever it might be, um, is is held in very, you know, not not positive view mm -hmm. by people there. Um, we need to begin to change in the spirit that perception so that they understand the, that the evangelical church is not only not a cult, but they're there to be the salt and light, the love of Christ, and that they would see that in the relationships, they would see it in the marriages, they would see it in the people who align themselves in those churches. Um, the churches are healthy, and in fact, the relationship between denominations is amazingly healthy. Like Baptist and Pentecostal and Lutheran pastors all working together, probably largely because of this, what I feel is spiritual warfare against mm -hmm. this perception that, that these churches are, are not churches, but that they're cults. And right. so uh, that's a big barrier, spiritual warfare battle that we need to, to win first to begin to... Um, be invited into the hearts and the conversations and the homes of the unreached, particularly in Slovakia, but I know that that, that view is prevalent in Europe. And mm -hmm. that, that's a big one. Um, I think so much will follow behind that, so much momentum in reaching the unchurched, the, the non-believers, that if we can win that spiritual battle, um, there's, a, there's a lot of souls to be won in Europe. Wow. Awesome. And how can we pray for you? How can the church, how can Thrive Church continue to pray? How can we support you as you're on the field? Well, um, definitely um, we, we could use a lot of strength 
and wisdom in um, in in kind of juggling these two parts of our ministry because they're you know it is we have to make a lot of choices and and so we want to make the choices that the Lord wants us to make in order to, to do this well and and so for time and for energy what we put most you know like 2020 kind of changed a mm -hmm. lot of that um we we still minister to our our missionaries online and when we can get to them we do and we've been sending them care packages and wow. whatever we can do to to make them um feel that we love them and we're thinking about them um we even have like a monthly happy hour so we play games together online oh that's with, great you know it's really fun um, and it's actually brought us all closer together. Uh, we also have a worship time that we do together and stuff. So we're we're doing that, but we're also um, there's just a lot to consider, and we just want to make sure that we're doing what the Lord wants us to do. Awesome. We uh, we 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 say this frequently in the group of FMI Europe that missionaries really just want to be seen and want to be heard. And so I would say um, to the Thrive Church family, uh, whether it's FMI missionaries, Joy or I, or any of the missionaries of Europe, or other missionaries that you pray for or encourage, do something that where they know that they've been seen and heard. Uh -huh. Something simple, just, uh, I found your newsletter funny, send them a text. I was, I was on my way to work today and I heard a funny story and it reminded of you. It makes a missionary uh, understand and know that they're still on the hearts and still on the minds and still in the prayers of those who are praying for them. Yeah. We know, we feel, we literally live uh, and are supported on the prayers of so many people. We know that's there, that prayer covering. But when you take that to the next level and just reach out with a text or reach out with a WhatsApp sure. or um, even send a note and so that they know that they're seen and they know that they heard that they're heard then they know ten you know in in a in a real tangible way that people are continually partnering with them it's good emotionally spiritually physically yeah i i always love in in the new testament we think that some of these things are are new ideas but when you read the epistles paul isn't just about it's not all business he's like hey greet greet you know greet this person, greet that person and tell them, you know, oh, and send my cloak back. <laughs> and, yeah. Like there's just some very practical things yeah. and there's points of encouragement. Yeah. This person sends their a greeting to you. And so as much as the world has changed, how we're wired as people has not. And God's really designed us with that capacity for connection and encouragement. And yeah. uh, oh, that's, that's really great. Yeah. And, um, and we love you guys so much and oh. we're so thankful for I am personally just thankful for the connection with you guys and and with your family, yeah. um, but then to be able to extend that to our our larger church family as well, um, we're proud of you and mm. in, in the work that you're doing. I know that it's uh, it's been as with so so many this year over this last year, so many un unexpected things. But I know 
to be in a new country, still learning the culture, the language, and then have COVID on top of that. That's, uh, you know, we didn't even get into talking about how Slovakia handled pandemic, which yeah. I know is vastly different. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. uh, and so, so many of those things. Um, but, but we love you. I want to pray over you in just a minute and we'll in, invite everyone who's participating in service to join from where, wherever they are. So you all get ready. We're going to pray. Um, but I want to say this as well. Uh, we have on our church website at thriveglandora.org. If you go to the missions page, uh, you can find out. Uh, there's a little, a little bit of information about Gary and Joy on the page, but there's also a link where you can find out more information. You can subscribe to their newsletters. Uh, you can read past newsletters. Uh, so you can find some of those little funny stories and, and they, there are plenty of them. Uh, can people connect with you guys on social media? Is that Facebook and Instagram? And, and yeah, so we'll absolutely. have those that have those links as well. Um, and then, of course, if the Lord would be stirring on your heart to, today to support Gary and Joy financially, it's something we do as a, a church, uh, our church council and our leadership. Uh, after their last time, their last visit with us, felt like this is something we needed to do as a church and, and really come alongside and support them. It takes a lot of money to be on the field. Yeah. Uh, it takes a lot of support. They raise all of their own support. Uh, all of our Foursquare workers around the world are self-funded, and so they rely on the support of the church to, to keep them on the field. And so if you'd like to, to support them financially, you can do that either through Thrive, Thrive Church or you can go directly uh, on that on that that web page and click on their link and you can find that information and um, uh, let's just stay connected and we just want to keep encouraging and supporting you and and, you. and praying for you. Thank uh, you. Yeah. We 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 are so thankful for the Thrive Church family that uh, loves us, encourages us, prays for us. Um, uh, we we would not have missed this stop on our trip to the United States. It was really important to us. And so thank you for, for having us today and, yeah. and, sh and allowing us to share. And just, just for our time together, it's really precious. Every time we get to hang with you guys, yeah. it's really, really special. We feel the same way. Well, let's pray. Okay. Okay. And I want to encourage you, if, if you're watching today, would you, uh, as it, it might feel a little awkward, but it's okay. Would you extend your hand just even to the monitor, the screen that you're watching on, and let's just extend blessing over Gary and Joy uh, as we pray for them today. So Lord Jesus, I thank you uh, for our dear friends and for their obedience to step out in faith, to follow you from the comfort of their, their home, their, uh, their careers, uh, everything in the culture that was familiar, Lord, that they said yes to you. And, and over the course of, I know, years, Lord, that that call unfolded and became more clear until they ended up where they are right now in Bratislava. And so, Lord, we pray that you would continue to, to uh, establish them in that place, Lord. I pray that they, would, uh, that they would find peace, that they would find favor in that community. And, uh, Lord, give them strength as they continue to pastor the church. I pray that the church would flourish, the church under their care would flourish in that city. Lord, I pray that there would be uh, so many who would come to know you for the very first time as their Lord and Savior because of the ministry of uh, Gary and Joy and, and their congregation. And Lord, we pray for their work in the field as they support and care for missionary workers in the field. Lord, for, for individuals, for couples, for families, Lord. 
I pray for open doors. I pray for, uh, Lord, even as they bring that care and that compassion, Lord, that, that missionaries and their families would be built up and strengthened to be able to keep moving forward and doing the work. Lord, that Gary and Joy would be like that wind in their sails that would help drive them forward into what you're calling them to. Uh, Lord, I pray that they would lack for nothing. I pray that every resource, uh, whether it be physical, uh, financial, Lord, would be provided in the name of Jesus, Lord. And we just pray blessing. I pray that their time here in the state would be sweet. Their time with family, Lord, as they travel uh, would just be blessed, Lord, and that they would be refreshed and rejuvenated and that they would return to Slovakia, Lord, with their hearts and their spirits overflowing. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Thank, thank you so much for being with us thank today. You. Thank you. It's, we love you it's guys. such a joy to have you, thank such you. a blessing. So church, we love you. Thanks, uh, thanks for being with us today. Would you give someone a hug? Uh, tell them how much you love them. Uh, if you feel a prompting in your heart today to the mission field, I'd love to have that conversation with you. Reach out, uh, fill out a connect card, and just in the comments section, say, Pastor Barry, I'd like to have a conversation about missions, and let's start having that chat. Uh, we believe today, in fact, we pray today that some of you, would, your hearts would be stirred and that God would awaken a call to the mission field. There's a lot of work to be done. There's a lot of opportunity. So God bless you. Invite someone to join you for church next week. Have a great week.